Well, again, Cora and Gedal Shiasta Firkin Folge, Rove Eliogagas, Toss and Downarins in Oris and Utron, Grishan San Ve Porchuk, and San Okoit Shah. Oka Tovoktak, and Arnoit or Cool Hark at Bruno Kibuentlish, Akaganam Kene Sintagradag will shan San, a wind at the Aguin Gilear, a Lishan Tovok to take Wentlish and over Shah. Is long slide so altered er our mohere. say as president of Ireland that it's a pleasure to welcome you all uh, to Orisonutron, and as I have just said in Irish, we're here in Orisonutron are so pleased to have the opportunity of this year joining with you uh, in this imp- what is a very important occasion that has as background to it uh, tragic events and grief but at the same time is positive in seeking to address all of the circumstances that might be changed so as to reduce the number of fatalities on our roads and the injuries. We come to remember and honour the memories and honour the memory and the grief of our citizens and visitors who have been killed tragically on our roads just under 25,000 since statistics began in 1959. Uh, I think it is a, this is an occasion uh, to acknowledge the families, uh, to acknowledge the grief of those families and their experience and their loved ones, and to share with them, as I have said, uh, some of the recollection, memory, consequences of the, de- the devastating impacts that such deaths and serious injuries have on communities. I want to welcome the Minister of State, Jack Chambers, Chalk uh, Dola, uh, and also uh, the Road Safety Authority. I want uh, the Road Safety Authority members. I want, uh, above all else, to extend uh, Fulcher Special a particular welcome uh, to all those this afternoon who have had family members who tragically lost their lives on the road. Mothers and fathers, sons and daughters, husbands and wives, partners, grandchildren, grandparents who are no longer with us. I welcome in particular representatives of the Irish Road Victims Association, Trace Liam Leavis-Gokrata-Tor-Shulake, I recognise how, despite your own immense grief and pain, you have found the fortitude and the strength and the generosity of practical citizenship to be advocating for safer roads and fewer casualties across the island of Ireland. I offer my heartfelt thanks to you all on behalf of all of the citizens of Ireland for the important and generous advocacy work that you do. And by your presence here this afternoon, you are representing the many families and communities around the country who have been affected by road traffic incidents. And your presence reminds us all that behind every headline and news story and statistics, there is a grieving family a traumatised community very often. We are, of course, not just remembering those who've lost their lives on our roads. For, for far too many who were involved in road traffic collisions go on to sustain what are life-changing serious injuries. And since we began recording the serious injuries in 1977, an incredible number 
88,284 people have been seriously injured. So I think it's so important that this year's International Day of Remembrance is also focusing on serious injuries. And I do want to issue a warm welcome to those of you joining with us today who have personally suffered from such significant injuries. I know that many of you are continuing to use your own personal experience and speaking about it to help prevent others from facing the same challenges which you have endured. And you're particularly welcome with your time, may I say, because in another part of the house, our own five-month-old grandchild is... Uh, is a, so we're very... You, be er the hoofness, inshallah. <laughs> in 2005, the United Nations declared World Day of Remembrance for Road Traffic Victims to, to be a global day that was to be observed, suggested, every third Sunday November as quote, the appropriate acknowledgement for victims of road traffic injuries and their families. And the day provides an opportunity, I think, to draw uh, the public's attention to road traffic crashes, their consequences, impacts, and the measures that must be taken to stop these untimely and tragic deaths from occurring. Sadly, the figures since the end of COVID-19, uh, and this year in particular, are a matter for concern. They're, not going in the right direction. Four decades of the remarkable progress on road safety saw Irish roads become the second safest in the European Union after Sweden by 2021. It's an incredible achievement and such a welcome one with 27 deaths per million of the population compared with the European Union average of 51 deaths per million. But last year saw a reverse with an increase in road fatalities of 25 to 155 deaths. And regrettably, that number is, is likely to be higher again this year, will be higher again this year, with road fatalities as of today standing at 166. Each one of those deaths has left a family bereaved, a community bereft. And while these statistics are informative, they are sobering. Road traffic deaths are one of the primary causes of death and serious injury globally, with the World Health Organization estimating that about 1.3 million people are killed annually on the roads. Now, it's very clear that there are a number of factors at play with regard to fatalities from road traffic collisions. And obviously driver speed is a key factor, as is the condition of the vehicles. But it must be acknowledged, I think, that the quality of the roads and the roadsides themselves uh, is a factor with provision for safety for pedestrians and cyclists must also be ensured. When we're driving around the country, Sabina and I often notice where, when we're doing particular events, particularly in some of the rural roads, has been there is no place to retreat to or to jump to to be safe from very very often, and and it's quite striking, particularly in a population that is ageing, and where we're encouraging uh, people of all ages uh, to be out taking exercise in the evenings. And of course, all of that is exacerbated in conditions of fading light and whatever. The reality is that, too, is that many housing developments across have, have been built without adequate basic infrastructure of safety, footpaths, cycle lanes. I have to say that they, near my house in Galway, they have a campaign going on for 40 years, which uh, the latest county manager assures me is at the top of her projects. Well, 
I think that there are very, it's pity because there are very few safe places for people to walk or cycle in rural areas and even to walk to the local shop or uh, to walk their dog. Analysis uh, from the Road Safety Authority, again, I'm their figures, there were 43 pedestrians killed on Irish roads in 2022 with pedestrians accounting for the largest share of victims in urban areas. That is a very serious figure. Analysis of figures for this year indicates that pedestrian fatality figures for 2023 are the highest in 15 years, with the winter months in particularly being dangerous for pedestrians. Reminding us that we all have a duty of care to not just for ourselves but for others and to try and see and care for others who are at risk. The simple fact of taking a stroll or going for a walk in an evening has now become, uh, unfortunately, more dangerous in some circumstances. And at the very time when we were hoping that people will choose to leave their cars at home for both environmental and personal well-being reasons. The simple truth is that for many too, including children, it can be dangerous in some circumstances and conditions to use the roads as either a pedestrian or a cyclist. And all of this must change. And I know that that is the aim and hope of government too, and of all representatives. And local authorities have a crucial role to play in making, as I have been describing, roads and roadsides as safe as possible for all those who are trying to, who hope to use them. Margot may have got a senior, who will roll a cocktail and says, "Fedelin galer, on a mediano, August akohorha on take and do lunch a venerier of we." I think all of us have an opportunity to use our influence to promote safety, road safety in different ways, and it is just an act of citizenship. And I think the driver attitudes and behaviours are critical to the achievements of safer road, including adherence to speed, to safe speeds, not driving under the influence of alcohol or drugs, avoiding driving while distracted or tired, and the use of seat belts and protective equipment. I have to share with you something else as well, is that people uh, write to me about all sorts of things as President of Ireland. But many people have in fact been uh, just writing to me about what they know is a perceptible rise in aggression uh, among motorists, and particularly uh, in urban areas. And I, I think that that is a great pity. Uh, I think that we have to think about this, which raises questions in relation uh, to not only education, but also the openness of our discourse in public sessions and communities of why and where and the consequences of such rising aggression. But we mustn't lose hope because while 2023 saw a further reverse and taking a, a, a disturbing turn, it's one that can be reversed if this collective will, if the collective will is there, and if we all work together, but I do want to thank the Road Safety Authority for their tireless work and their efforts to make our roads safer. And the chairperson of the Road Safety Authority, Liz O'Donnell, is a former colleague of mine, good friend, and I know Liz and I know that she was, is, and will continue to be a fearless campaigner who will strive to uh, reverse these trend and the statistics that we face in the issue. There are those, of course, and 
we all know how important they are, who have in fact to deal with the consequences of road deaths and injury. And as President I'd still want to offer my profound thanks to those who work to alleviate the impact of serious injuries. So I think we should, I'm so pleased that we have with us today representatives of the National Rehabilitation Hospital and the Acquired Brain Injury Ireland. I'm so glad to have the opportunity of recognising the work of a very special group, the first responders present, who deal with the often horrific aftermath of road traffic collisions, the emergency services, the paramedics, the Gaudi, those operating the blood bike service who volunteer to bring blood supplies to hospitals around the country. To all of it, I must say as well, there are others as well who, in serving the public and serving uh, promoting safety, make themselves vulnerable. Road workers, school wardens, road maintenance workers who work in what often are dangerous conditions. I have to say myself that these days, following the recent storms, I'm often lost in admiration at those people climbing the poles, returning in energy to us and so forth. And I have to confess a special industry. I began my life as a wages clerk in the ESB in 1960-61. And I just, the people who do these acts of public service that make all of our lives possible, we should never forget it. It is not just the times of pandemic, but we owe them so much. So as we mark World Remembrance Day, may we all, in fact, decide uh, and we, as recall all of those who have been affected by collisions on our road, and as we honour their memory, all those of those who've died and those who have encountered serious injury, may we make a positive commitment to increasing awareness of the responsibility we all have when using the roads. I think uh, there is much that we can achieve towards working together on our, so that no family has to mourn the loss of a loved one from a road traffic collision. That is our aim. And let us demonstrate the solidarity that is required to deliver that future with ever more shared urgency and, and determination. I want to thank all of you for being joining, uh, for allowing the, uh, my, for myself as Uthron hearing, and for all of us here as Orson Uthron to share this important day with you. I was very good me at Aarhus, and as I said from the very beginning, to the was awesome down in Orson Uthron, go chance on the Portuguese than Thank you very much, Merbaan.